Hello and welcome to our unusual dialogues. Uh, today I'm hosting an interview with uh, lovely Carl. Hello, Carl. Hi, Vashtek. Thanks for having me. Hi. No, nice to see you, bro. So, uh, first and foremost, could you just quickly introduce yourself to our listeners? You know, whatever you feel like it. Just give them a gist of, of yourself. Sure. Um, so, I'm a just graduating university student I'm studying AI and robotics. Um, but the main thing that I'm focusing on nowadays is a startup company uh, called Topwork that I recently started. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know this yet, I'm, uh, I've been in touch with Carl uh, about his uh, Topwork company. And that's probably the, the first and the, the best topic to start with. So Topwork, yeah. What, what is it and how did it go about? Like, um, I know that you've applied for some competition grant in our uni and, uh, you know, just tell us something about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so a couple of years ago, I had the idea of um, creating some kind of a freelance platform for students um, because starting out trying to uh, freelance myself as a student, you know, first in school and then um, later in university, I realized that a lot of these platforms could be doing more for students. Um, and that's kind of how the idea started. And I also saw that the university, like you mentioned, um, was hosting a startup competition called Inventorprize. Um, so I just kind of had this idea in my mind for a couple of years, saw this opportunity and then decided uh, to build on it and apply. Um, so, yeah, the lead up to the competition um, yeah, was, was quite, uh, quite difficult. I spent a lot of time on my application, researching everything. Um, but in the end, it paid off. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to win the competition and, and also win a, an additional prize, um, which amounted to uh, some startup capital. And uh, that was a couple of months ago. And since then, I have just been working on expanding the team, um, building the platform and, and getting ready to launch it. That sounds amazing. And uh, may I just ask, does uh, any part of this uh, you know platform of yours uh, tie into your degree did you do it yourself and you know you say you're, you're graduating what did you study sure um so uh, a little bit it ties into my degree a little bit but not very much um so i studied artificial intelligence and robotics uh, which is just a fancy name for computer science with a bunch of um uh, compulsory modules um, but generally, I mean, I did a little bit of web design as a part of my degree, but not very much at all. Um, I'm mainly self-taught there. So I, I did build the platform um, initially myself, but now I, someone has joined the team um, who is a far better developer than I am, who has taken um, that over so I can focus more on the stuff that um, I'm, I'm much better at. Beautiful. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds amazing. And uh, so you said as well that uh, you've uh, tried out as a freelance earlier on and uh, both in uni and in uh, college, was it, or high school? S yeah, so what, what's, what's, the, what's the story? Is there any uh, earlier endeavor that you've uh, tried out? Yes, lots, lots. <laughs> um, basically, I'm not sure quite how I, I came to this uh, idea, but when I was 14, not really based on, on anything, more so just a gut feeling, I guess. Um, I just sort of decided that I would never be fully happy or fully fulfilled um, working for someone else. So I kind of decided then and there that, you know, in order to be happy and feel fulfilled, I would need to work for myself. Um, but then 
you know, that's for a 14-year-old especially, even now, but way more when I was 14. It's a very a big, big question, like, how on earth do you, um, how, how on earth do you start? So I started off by um, teaching myself how to use Photoshop and, like, a bit of basic graphic design. Um, and then I moved on to uh, building w uh, websites with WordPress and just, again, teaching myself, like, using YouTube. Uh, I didn't have any money to, you know, pay for something proper. Um, but YouTube is a great resource and still is to this day. Um, so I was, yeah, working on those skills. Um, then I, you know, tried to sell them on other freelance platforms with some success. It never went very far, um, but that's kind of where it started. And I think with that graphic design and web design, it gave me a really good skill set um, to then start other, you know, online companies. Um, and it's, you know, two, two skills which I continue to sort of work on to this day and I think are um, very important to everything that I've done so far. That's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, if anything, you know, first of all, fair play to, your, to you as a 14-year-old for uh, asking yourself that instead of maybe asking where to get uh, alcohol uh, without the, the ID. Um, but that that sounds amazing. I think this is really an empowering thought to you know to all of those people out there that uh, that feel like they want to do something on their own or maybe they want to change or expand their knowledge. Because what you're basically saying is that you're self-taught to the point that right now you're starting up a company, and uh, that that's a unique perspective to have. And I don't I I can see completely that that fourteen-year-old. Uh, was a part of this journey you know like it's been what now you're 21 22 seven years seven years of that and after that the t the 14 year old turns up that uh, you know he has a company okay so yeah here as well I wanted to ask uh, I remember you telling me at some point a really quite a bizarre little story uh, quite crazy at, I guess your first tryout as a businessman uh, you've had a you've had a, a business of your own and you had even like an office didn't you like an actual <laughs> yeah so I, I mean this this wasn't anywhere near my my first attempt overall but it was my first like serious attempt um so you know like a registered company um it, it did have an office uh, so so basically what happened there um is i was sort of talking to different business owners who I knew and kind of being aware of the industry of web design and graphic design. Um, and I sort of thought that that uh, agencies were, were overcharging clients massively for websites. So either charging an hourly fee and then putting a bunch of nonsense on the timesheet or just charging an upfront fee of something which to me at the time seemed absolutely ridiculous for a website. So, you, you know, I mean, the figure of £3,000 pops to mind, which now, you know, looking at it from the perspective of more of an adult doesn't, isn't ridiculous. It depends what you're getting, of course. Um, but looking at it from the perspective of like, uh, uh, gosh, how old was I? Like 18 years old or 17, 18 years old. Um, I looked at that amount of money and I thought like, wow, you know, they're doing for £3,000 what I can do in, you know, two or three days from what I've taught myself. Um, so basically what I decided to, to do was start a little like web development company. Um, it was a, you know, also a marketing agency, but I was less involved with that kind of stuff. So my, my business partner 
um, who I met uh, at sixth form, uh, he was more sort of handling the, the marketing side of things. I was more um, web design because that was where, where my skill set lied. Um, so basically what, what happened there is we sort of just decided we were going to start this company. Um, like, yeah, it, with, within two months, um, we moved into an office, which at the time I thought that was, you know, incredible and whatnot. Thinking back at it now, I really want to, um, you know, gra grab my younger self and, and slap, <laughs> slap him. Um, because that was a very stupid thing to do, you know, because it, you need to have, um, you know, pr predictable income. You need to be able to see this over a few months and start starting a business, um, you know, with a, a hundred pounds or however much we sort of um, pulled together between us um, and then getting an office in two months. I guess it sounds like a cool achievement, but at the same time, it was a stupid thing to do because what ended up happening then is we were spending a lot of the money that we could have profited from um, just on rent in this office in like a quite an expensive area, um, which was stupid. But um, I don't regret it because, you know, I learned that lesson from there. Um, and it was very cool to have an office. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and I, no regrets. Hundred percent. I, I, I was going to say this is amazing because, you know, not first of all, not everyone gets to live through that <laughs> at the age of 18. And uh, secondly, I, I bet is a big lesson. And uh, so you said that wasn't your first one. Can you count how many times, how many different businesses or how many different, you know, roles as the young entrepreneur, entrepreneur you are, did you have? So, I mean, in terms of serious attempts, it's, it's quite a small number, but it, I mean, it depends what you're including. So growing up, you know, I, I'd kind of... Um, you know, I'd hear about something like, let's say, drop shipping. So I'd quickly whip together a website, you know, like find a supplier for something and then try and market it on Facebook. You know, I, I, that's just an example of something like that. You know, it would make some money, um, but I wouldn't kind of have the, um, you know, it wasn't really for me. It wasn't the, the right fit. Um, I'm not really um, interested in just these like uh get rich quick schemes or like make making um, some money in the short term, but it's not a sustainable business model. Um, and I'm not saying that dropshipping isn't a sustainable business model, but a lot of the um, uh, a lot of dropshipping and, and how people sort of teach to do it is unsustainable because it all depends on finding a, a product in a um, uh, quote unquote underexploited niche, you know, like an unsaturated market then being the first to, to kind of um, market it really aggressively, get a bunch of customers. At some point, you know, yeah, quite soon, other people are going to come and copy you and then that's dead. And then you kind of need to move on to the next thing. Um, and that's not something that I was interested in. Um, so to come back to your question, like in terms of serious attempts, I would say that there have been two. And that is this um, web design company called Rocket Blast, by the way. That's what it was called. Um, and now Topwork. Um, but in, in terms of um, just little things that I've tried, like putting together a website quickly, trying to make some money from it, sometimes making something, sometimes it not working, like honestly, too, too many to count. <laughs> that's amazing. And that, that's, uh, you know, that, that's beautiful. I think uh, the, um, I don't remember if it was Simon Sinek or, or whoever else, but uh, some, some really wise <laughs> business uh, businessman once said that entrepreneurs are those guys that uh, don't really um, 
don't really get discouraged after one try after another and they constantly keep finding out new ways and and different avenues which which is a, un a unique trait like that's you know um it's a if anything fair play to you for for keep keeping going especially with this self self-made self-development stuff because not uh, you know we're uh, very early on being taught uh, that uh, you go to uni you, you know you go to school uni then you get a job and then you're sorted and there is not really much talk about self-education there is not really much talk about creating your own avenues like why you don't need to get a job you can create yourself a job like <laughs> this is literally what you've been doing and that's that's beautiful so coming back to top work because i kind of you know first of all i'm really excited to um to get on it i don't know um you'll probably be able to tell us when is the official launch but as well i wanted to ask you what um, you know, for a, for a person like myself and, and other freelancers that uh, potentially will join Topwork to to find uh, little uh, you know employments here and there, what would you say is the best? Uh, why 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 should we choose Topwork and um, what would be the best way to go about it? Sure, absolutely. Um, so Topwork uh, is not a unique platform. Um, so there are lots of freelance marketplaces, you know, that's no secret. However, um, most freelance marketplace platforms have, or in fact, all of them have a commission that's either 20% or higher, a starting seller commission. And that means that either you need to undercut yourself in order to offer your services at, you know, something like the market rate, uh, or you need to basically overcharge buyers and at that point no one's going to buy from you, right? Um, so Topwork has lower fees. Also, if you're a university student, it's even lower. So if you're a university student, um, on your first transaction, you'll pay at the very most a 7.5% um, seller commission, which is half of what um, sellers pay uh, who aren't university students who are just joining outside of that. Um, Another big part of top work is that uh, we take quality control incredibly seriously because on, I mean, um, many of these other platforms have a reputation for being very dodgy um, just because, and it's it's not true. Like I, I will be the first to tell you that on Fiverr and these other platforms, you, you can find quality, but the problem is that it's your job then. You need to find that quality. And because they don't have any quality control measures, um, you know, it is a bit like playing Russian roulette, especially the lower your budget goes. Um, so from the freelancer's perspective, uh, all of this uh, undercutting and sort of needing to compete with people who, who try and cheat and create, you know, low quality listings, that gets taken away. That also benefits the buyers, obviously, because they'll be able to sort of find you quickly if you're actually serious about what you're offering um, and yeah, like giving a good service. Um, yeah, the platform is also UK market exclusive at launch, but we do plan on um, taking it international eventually. Um, but the, the real big thing, and I can tell you this, there's one competitor um, who I won't name, uh, but they are a, a very big platform and they publicly brag about the fact that they have 3 million sellers and 1 million buyers. And I just want to, you know, ask anyone who's sort of thinking about becoming a freelancer, is that the kind of platform you want to be on? where you are competing with 3 million other sellers um, for the attention of 1 million buyers. Whereas on Topwork, um, one thing we're working very hard on is making sure that there are always more buyers than sellers on the platform. 
That's amazing. Yeah, that 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 sounds really really incredible. And if anything, that's that's why I uh, I got so interested with it as well. You know, you've reached out to me. We've uh, had the initial conversations, and definitely um, for a student, a, a young person in the UK, this is going to be a great chance to to enhance their possibility of getting freelance job you know from my perspective I'm a freelancer I don't really know how official a freelancer is to be a freelancer to be honest I've uh, uh, did some little jobs here and there uh, mostly they were um, sort of a word of mouth kind of job but definitely my experience um, is that as a freelancer you're you're struggling a lot to uh, to put yourself out there and there is plenty of avenues to do but because of the noise that is you know prevailing all over the internet and nowadays especially with this situation in the world it seems like it's the only place to actually advertise yourself you know i can stand on the corner of the street and shout out my advertisement but i'm pretty sure most of the people will just find that quite peculiar (laughs) at best uh, so definitely, you know, f- having a platform that uh, provides you with this uh, space and uh, this quality control sounds like a great, great place for people to, to start, start up with. So when is the uh, planned launch? Like you said, uh, I- I'm pretty sure that the initial launch is going to be with uh, like the beta version, is it? And w- what's the plan? When is the, 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 you know, just give us a little bit of that. Sure. Um, so the the beta program is going to launch quite soon, um, quite likely at the start of July, so the start of next month. Um, in terms of a launch date for the full platform, um, I would have been able to give you a much more certain answer if you'd have asked me this time last week. But recently, we've been speaking a lot um, to advisors and kind of thinking about the strategy and changing things slightly. Um, So what we're looking to do is potentially having a longer beta period. So that's an exclusive, um, you know, by application, um, you know, by our approval kind of program where we get some, um, you know, handpicked sellers and some handpicked buyers who we give um, account credit to vouchers that they can then buy from the sellers, get the services that they want. um, And then in return, you know, give us some feedback on the, the platform and if there are any bugs, report them. You know, we have a nice um, system already built in where you'll be able to, if you see anything that isn't right, you'll be able to just click on a button, just draw on, on the screen, um, you know, like put an arrow on there, write your comment, um, so, and then just click submit, and then it goes into our development backend. Um, so it's all done in a very intuitive way. The other thing that I'm going to do is I want to call um, with every single person who is on the beta, obviously providing they want to as well, but... I want to invite um, everyone who's on the beta uh, to have a call just to kind of um, see what their goals are, why they're using the platform, what they think of it so far, and kind of how we can make it even better. Because I think with having um, around 100 conversations like that, um, I will be able to have a very good gut feeling about where we should take the platform um, to really serve the the community that we're, we're setting out to serve. Definitely. That's a that's a great approach. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no rush, if anything. I, I'm well excited for it. But I understand that uh, uh, the, the, the launch itself is quite strategic. And I'm pretty sure I'm already on a beta version anyway. So uh, don't don't really mind <laughs> if I do. 
But um, you say about this uh, this idea of g g gathering feedback. I think this is a really great, great idea, especially that you'll get to know what people actually need rather from your end, because it's I think this is a pervasive problem of, of the world, really, <laughs> that we, we often think that we know what people want and uh, what people want is a different story. So that, that's that's a powerful approach. That that's awesome, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how um, top work uh, continues. So changing a uh, topic slightly, I wanted to ask maybe from a, a point of view, obviously of an entrepreneur, a, a young person, could you be able to tell us maybe what um, I don't know, what sources, what books, what uh, ideas uh, do you find had the biggest impact on the way? Uh, you've um, you know developed as a as this young entrepreneur you know I, I actually um, have something interesting I can say here which is that when I first decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and kind of be my own boss when I was 14 I was watching a lot of YouTube videos um, you know it's, it's a great source of uh, free content um, and I remember watching this video and you might be able to find it uh, if anyone wants to look for it um, but it was basically about this guy who was talking about, you know, start starting uh, a business and succeeding in business. And he said that when he started out, uh, someone gave him a, a piece of advice, which at the time he thought was, you know, it didn't make sense, thought it was stupid. Um, and now he really understands it. He really gets it. Right. So then he proceeded to give this advice, uh, um, which I then listened to. I thought this is so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But now now looking back actually it's starting to make a lot more sense and i think it will you know i'll continue to sort of um it'll continue to resonate with me as, as i um keep going and basically that advice is the best way to uh, to succeed in business is to be in business um which sounds is stupid but essentially what it's um getting at is you just have to keep trying you know if you, if you have an idea if it's in your head you know, so so what? You have to actually um, be actively doing something, and even if it takes you a very, very, very long time to get it right, um, it's you know the 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 time, um, the countdown or whatever from when you start until when you're successful um, doesn't run unless you are actively working and doing stuff. So just talking about things, having ideas in your head is is pointless. The best way to succeed in business is to be in business. That's amazing, and uh, and uh, I assume uh, we can try to Google it later. <laughs> I'll I'll try after the uh, the podcast and and see about it. That's really powerful. I you know I I don't know if it was Tony Robbins, but um, someone said as well. I've uh, heard recently that uh, knowledge is only potential power, and the power of knowledge is only if you apply it. And uh, definitely, you know, we learn by doing much more than we learn by just learning. So I, I, I can see how this, uh, it might just sound a bit silly as an advice because it's such an obvious thing, isn't it? Um, but that's, that's great. And, uh, you know, coming, coming of that then, are there any particular um, books or uh, platform sources apart from YouTube, of course, that you would recommend to check out for people. I really like books personally. I'm, you know, I keep reading and um, every now and then putting them into the podcast episodes for people to to look them up. Is there anything in particular that you found really useful? 
Sure. Um, so I spent a long time trying to, to trick myself into reading books, and I did read, you know, several books. But I have come to the um, realization now that books, uh, re reading, you know, sitting down reading a book just really doesn't work for me. Um, it's something I've always had to force myself to do. So what works a lot better for me are audiobooks. Um, and even better than that still are audiobook summaries. Um, so there's this app called Blinkist um, that I, I use, which is actually um, fantastic. So they have like 3000 plus um, popular nonfiction books that they've summarized that you can read in the app or listen to as an audiobook. Um, and it's also really cheap, so you can pay sixty pounds for the for the whole year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I keep recommending them to everyone I, I talk to, but it's just because I think it's really a fantastic product. Um, so I use Blinkist a lot because you can get the main ideas from a, a book um, when you just take a walk, right? So if you have a, t a twenty minute sort of audiobook summary, it's, it's a great thing to listen to where you can get value out of. In terms of like sp uh, specific books. Um, I think um, actually biographies and autobiographies are um, really, uh, I always find them very interesting. I really enjoy them. So there's one um, on Elon Musk, uh, Richard Branson, um, even Benjamin Franklin, um, who I didn't know a lot about until I um, you know, listened to the blinkest of the, the book about him. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I think it's Benjamin Franklin, an American um, something, an American story. I don't know, uh, but you'll be able to find it anyway if you do want to look for it. Um, but those are the kind of books that, that I like. I mean, um, in terms of beyond there, there are, you know, if there's a specific um, thing you want to achieve. So let's say you want to become better at pitching or you want to, um, you know, learn how to negotiate things like that there are um you know very popular books um so you know that that you can check out just depending on the topic but i i think um a really good starting point is to think about what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses and you need to be very honest and it it can be um, a very uncomfortable process because it's not not nice kind of thinking about your flaws or whatever um but it's an important thing to do and that's a great place to start so you identify you know what are my fears what am i not so good at and then um work from there so i i'm very much a believer in um, the idea of throwing yourself in the deep end and always um when there is something that scares me you know within reason so obviously if i'm standing on on top of a cliff or something and i'm scared of the idea of falling down i'm not <laughs> going to make myself fall down right um, but if there's some, something that scares me, so, so let's say um, the opportunity comes to talk in front of a group of people or something. If I feel scared, you know, then I force myself to do it, you know, then I have to do it. Um, and I've kind of gone through life um, being that way, not just with business, just with everything, always forcing myself to, to do things that um, where the idea frightens me. Um, so I, I, th I think um, that is, you know, that's something that I'd really kind of like to um, pass on, you know, and I don't know, I, from what I've heard, I would have thought that this is an obvious thing, which most people do. But in the conversations that I've had so far, people, people don't generally seem to do that. But it's, you know, it might be scary, but you'll really thank yourself for it um, if, if you keep going with that.
That's beautiful. Yeah, and the blink is up for play. I'll check that out. That's uh, that's really interesting. Although I like books as well, so I'll probably be doing both. <laughs> um and that's that's really powerful. That that's a very very fair point and I I think you're right there as well. Um I believe that uh, vast majority of us uh, are are rad would rather avoid um confronting uh, the you know the uncommon the uncertain or or, or the uh, something that we're, we're sort of scared of which uh, it's it's such an obvious such a cliche thing like you know at the on the other side of your comfort zone <laughs> border and that's where the growth is like you can't really grow being constantly stuck in your room like how, how are you supposed to learn about the world if you don't travel and uh, and all that that's that's really powerful and and fair play. I can see um, you know in you as a person, obviously getting to know you through uh, for our little conversations and cooperation. That definitely um, that 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 is a part of your um, work and it's bearing fruits all over, which is which is just amazing. This this is probably the most inspiring part of this because everyone can do that, you know. Like literally, guys, just get out there and. Uh, do something you don't feel comfortable like doing. Obviously, maybe don't uh, skate down the hill uh, with your face forward, uh, what I did. <laughs> Although I felt comfortable at the time, so that was completely fine. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're sort of uh, almost there with with our little episode. So I just wanted to ask you: Is there anything else, anything in particular that you would like to leave our listeners with and, uh, you know, feel free to, to send regards to, to whoever you wish for and, uh, and all that jazz. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there are a, a few things. Um, I mean, first of all, uh, you know, go out there and, and try um, doing things, uh, even if you know, I, I mean, entering this university competition, there were um, something, you know, like o over tw 20 entries, um, you know, so the, the chance right away uh, is quite low of actually getting anywhere. Um, and I knew that I knew that uh, there was a pretty good chance that I wouldn't get anywhere. But I tried anyway, um, I took that risk. And I was fortunate enough um, to, yeah, get what I wanted out of it. Um, so I'd say, you know, just take take these chances. If there's something like that at your university or, or something that comes up or, you know, like a job that you re really like, um, but you think you are underqualified for, just try. It'll probably fail. But so what if you like go through life and you just keep trying at these things and don't give up, um, you will get somewhere without a doubt. Um, and I mean, the um, the number one thing that the, uh, the number one piece of advice, I guess, that I would give uh, to to other people who are, um, try, you know, like doing something similar to me. So who want to start a business and like be, be their own boss is um, to be humble and always ask people for help. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think recently or not necessarily too recently um, but in, in the in the age of social media and the age of the internet it's almost become um, like tr well it has certainly become trendy to like call yourself an entrepreneur or like a CEO of you know on, on social media and stuff and it's very easy I think to fall into that trap and especially as a young person I think um, be, before your you know before your brain is really finished developing it's very easy to develop a big ego um, but the most important thing um, that I have always done is always ask people for help. Um, so when, whenever 
um, I, you know, and I, I didn't even, this is something that I've always just done uh, instinctually uh, for some reason, you know, it's just something that I've always done. Um, so an, an example is um, when I was at, at, um, at college, uh, one of the finalists from the TV show The Apprentice from a few years ago came and gave a talk there about uh, her experience of st starting a business. Um, and most people in the class were, you know, kind of falling asleep. And then when, when it ended, they just ran off. But I went up to her, introduced myself. You know, I said, I really enjoyed your talk um, and ended up exchanging contact details with her. And there are lots of things like that. Like an, another situation where something like that happened um, is when I started Rocket Blast and I had that um, li little office, the local newspaper wrote a story about it. Um, and when, when they wrote the, the story, someone um, reached out to me. You know, he, he said he was a, like an entrepreneur um, in the local area and he'd like to meet up. Um, I had no idea who he was, but when I did actually meet him and end up like talking to him for just a couple of minutes, um, I, f well, I found out that he was the founding uh, chief marketing officer of Just Eat. So he was behind uh, all of the Don't Cook, Just Eat ad campaigns um, that are, well, yeah, now, now quite famous. Um, and he joined them when they were like a tiny startup and he was in charge of growing the company all the way to the IPO at uh, like a, uh, I, I don't know, like a two, two billion um, uh, pounds or dollars or something valuation, but either way in, in the billions. Um, and I had no idea who he was, but basically the, the second he said that I knew, you know, I have to keep contact with this guy, right? Because it's just too, uh, you know, I can't give, give up um, something like this. And I kept in touch with him. Right. And um, and this was this was in 2018. So this was over or maybe just about um, three years ago. And actually, when I had the idea for top work, I still had him on WhatsApp. So I sent him a message and I said, hey, I have this idea. There's this startup competition. Do you want to mentor me? And he replied and said, no, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have time. Right. And then I thought, OK. So then every time I had achieved something, something small, like we got accepted in, into this um, startup accelerator or, you know, I, I had to, you know, done some something um, on the pitch. I'd always send him a message. I'd say, you know, hey, hope you're doing well just to let you know this has happened, you know, just to let you know this has happened. And I kept doing that on quite a regular basis um, for uh, I don't even know how long. I think it, it was about two months in total. Um, and he he just kept on ignoring me, basically. He didn't reply to anything. Um, then eventually, when it was just before the competition, you know, I said to him, the competition is in a few days' time. I'd love to show you my pitch. Then he finally replied. He told me he was ignoring me. You know, no, this is some, something I really love about him, is he's very brutally honest. He just speaks his mind, um, and I wish more people were like that. But anyway... He then um, listened to my pitch. He gave me great advice. He gave me one of the um, you know, best ideas yet that we're implementing at the moment. And he has since joined as a strategic advisor. So he's a, um, you know, like a small shareholder and strategic advisor. And I guess this comes back to, again, like just don't give up, be, be persistent. What's the worst that, that can happen? Um, yeah, so that, that was quite, quite amazing. Um, and I mean, uh, yeah, other, other than that, um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you as well to everyone who helped me prepare for the competition. Um, if any of them are listening, 
It's another thing I showed my pitch to over 30 different people um, from, from different backgrounds, experiences, you know, business owners, fellow students, young people, um, just to, to get feedback. And it's really that more so than anything I, I did that um, won the competition. So I'm incredibly grateful for the people who, who gave that time. Um, I'm also very grateful to my team, uh, which now uh, is myself, um, King Amidjal, who does marketing, and Sky Brady, uh, who does the technical development. And they're both much better than I was, you know, in their respective fields. So I'm very happy that they're taking it, it over now. Um, and it's, yeah, going great so far. Um, yeah, and then I, I guess just uh, as far as sending regards goes, um, also like a big thank you to my parents for um, supporting me um, and to my to my girlfriend Anna for um, putting up with me constantly talking about my my business um, and being supportive along the way. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm speechless. You know, with uh, with the persistence as well, all of that. Just uh, I hope people. Um, who need to hear this to to get inspired? We listen to this and uh, and get inspired because that's that's truly, um, you know, you speak with so much passion about it, and uh, you you can tell that uh, it, you're very right. You know, you have nothing to lose being persistent and in that situation. And uh, at the end, it's you'd be so you know of all the people and keep, keep in mind many of the people who i ask to listen to my pitch and give me feedback um are very busy so you know professionals business owners um of all the people that i asked and there were over 30 right only one of them said no so you would be very surprised how far just taking initiative can can get you um, and if someone, you know, by chance is listening to this, who is entering the competition next year um, or, you know, whatever other competition or, or, or something, um, my my biggest secret, which I guess I don't make any secret of, is just, you know, take initiative, ask people questions. Um, you have to like, you know, it comes back to what I said earlier about being honest about your weaknesses and strengths and my big weakness right now is i just don't have the experience because i'm too young like yes i've been doing lots of these things for the past seven years right but i just don't have the experience of someone who's been in industry for decades so that is an example you know of i guess practicing what i preach a little bit um and filling that weakness by reaching out to and talking to people who know better than me and then also taking their advice on board and yes, it might, you know, like hurt, hurt my ego sometimes, but ultimately I'm going to get further by listening to what they suggest, even if it hurts my feelings in the short term. If in the long term it's getting me further and actually getting me somewhere, then um, yeah, that's that's what you got to do. That's beautiful. Well, yeah, thank you very much for, for coming, Carl. It's It's been a pleasure. I, I bet we've delivered some really, really good quality content here for people to to um, tap into and uh, yeah uh, thank you very much for coming yes thank you so much for having me it's my first ever podcast interview that's great thank you very much guys for listening and uh, you know remember to uh, to keep going at your dreams uh, stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you next time <laughs>